0: Welcome everyone to the Jeremiah Patterson Show. Today is Monday, February 3rd, and today the Iowa Caucuses are transpiring. This is our TJPS special coverage as we kick off this evening. This will be a great episode. There is a lot planned. If you're thinking to yourself, what are the Iowa Caucuses? Why are the Iowa Caucuses so important? Well, they're important because they are the first major election of the United States presidential primary season. The caucuses are still seen as a strong indicator for how a presidential candidate will do in later elections. Tonight, as we kick off our special coverage, these are the things that will transpire on the show. Number one, the history of the Iowa caucuses. Number two, live analysis on candidates. Number three, wins and results. Number four, a special edition of the quote of the day. And number five, the last note. And with that, our coverage begins right after the break.
1: Meet the Ninja Foodie Air Fry Oven. Make fast, family-sized meals in the time it takes some ovens to preheat. With Ninja's Superheated Air, you can air fry for extra crispy, guilt-free, delicious results. And because it's a Ninja Foodie, it can do things that no other oven can. And even flip up and out of the way. The Ninja Foodi Air Fry Oven, the oven that crisps and flips away.
0: Good evening everyone, I'm Jeremiah Patterson, we are continuing our special coverage on the Iowa caucuses, but first we need to go back about 48 years. According to catchdesmoins.com, every four, every four years since 1972, Iowa's first in the nation caucuses have helped, quote, hire, end quote, the President of the United States. In fact, every U.S. president since Jimmy Carter has finished among the top three in Iowa caucuses, except when Iowa's own Tom Harkin ran in, in 1992. If you are still perplexed or just want to know more about how the Iowa caucuses work, take a listen to this.
1: Since 1972, Iowans have had the privilege of casting the first votes of the presidential primary process. But participating in the Iowa caucuses is not like filling out a ballot in a voting booth. Instead, voters will gather at community centers, churches, schools, and private homes to participate at one of the state's over 1,600 precinct locations. The 2020 Iowa caucuses will begin at 7 p.m. local time on February 3rd. Anyone who will be 18 years old by Election Day is allowed to participate. But Iowa does have a closed caucus, which means people must be registered to vote as a Democrat or Republican to join in. Most people will be focused on the Democrats Monday night. Their caucus goers will first hear some introductory messages, instructions and candidate pitches. Then they'll divide into groups around the room to declare who they think the party's nominee should be. But that's just the first vote. Any candidate who doesn't get at least 15% support is deemed non-viable. That person's supporters then have a choice. They can switch to stand with an already viable candidate, smaller groups can combine to reach the viability threshold, or they can remain uncommitted. The results of this second vote determine the winners. Republicans will also be caucusing in Iowa this year, but their process is simpler. Caucus goers will vote for their candidate of choice by writing a name on a piece of paper and the votes are tallied statewide with President Donald Trump currently in the White House. He's all but guaranteed to get their votes. Precinct delegates from both parties will then represent their candidates at county district and state conventions where the group will be narrowed down. Iowa is expected to have 40 delegates at the Republican National Convention in August, where President Trump will presumably be named the nominee and 49 delegates will represent Iowa at the Democratic National Convention in July, where that party's nominee will be officially selected.
0: So I learned a little bit of uh, myself and that's how it will work tonight. Who will win tonight? What will transpire? Much more ahead on our special coverage of the 2020 Iowa
2: caucuses. Oh, I wanted to ask you, uh, Liz and I got to do some work around the house. Do you know any good contractors? I might. That's great. Can you check their qualifications, make sure they have great reviews, and research the average price for the job? Oh, and book them on Wednesday. Actually, make it Friday. But it when the water, you can't expect your
3: neighbors to do everything Home Advisor can. So, for a better way to get home projects done right, just ask
4: Home Advisor.
0: Welcome back and as promised, here's a little information on every candidate. Number one, Joe Biden. He said on Twitter last night, quote, We can beat Donald Trump. We can unite this country. We can restore the soul of this nation. It all begins tomorrow night in Iowa, which is aforementionedly tonight. End quote. Joe Biden ran for president in 1988 and in 2008. Biography.com says, quote, born in Pennsylvania on November 20th, 1942, Joe Biden briefly worked as an attorney before turning into politics, before turning to politics. He became the fifth youngest U.S. senator in history as well as Delaware's longest serving senator. He soon developed a sharp interest in politics during these years, spurred in part by the inspiration of President John F. Kennedy during his inauguration speech in 1961.
4: A little news. My name is Pete Buttigieg. They call me Mayor Pete. I am a proud son of South Bend, Indiana, and I am running for President of the United States. But we live in a moment that compels us each to act.
0: The next candidate is Pete Buttigieg. He is currently mayor of South Bend, Indiana, as well as a Democratic presidential candidate for 2020. He was elected in 2011 and re-elected mayor in 2015, so he is now currently serving his second and final term. He attended Harvard University and Oxford. Subsequently, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy Reserve and became a lieutenant when he was deployed to Afghanistan in 2014. Last year, in 2019, he announced his candidacy for President of the United States. If he is elected, he will be the youngest president in U.S. history and the first openly gay president as well. The next candidates are Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, Tom Steyer, Andrew Yang, and Michael Bloomberg. Bernie Sanders is from Burlington, Vermont. Prior to being a U.S. Senator, he served as He he served an eight-year term as mayor of Burlington. Subsequent to that, he served from 1991 to 2007 as a member of the House of Representatives. Sanders gained popularity in 2016 by refusing corporate donations and looking to small donors to find his presidential campaign. He's continuing with his policy in 2020. And my source for that reporting is from Business Insider.
5: The next candidate is Elizabeth Warren. At the age of two, Elizabeth Ann Herring already was preparing for a future in law. Betsy, as she was known to family and friends, grew up in Norman and attended Wilson Elementary School and graduated from Oklahoma City's Northwest Classen High School. The youngest of four, she grew up as the little sister to brothers Don, John, and David. She and her siblings remain close today. Her roots are planted deep in Oklahoma's history. Her grandmother even drove a wagon during the run for this great land. As a state debate champion in high school, Elizabeth attended George Washington University on a debate scholarship before earning degrees from the University of Houston and Rutgers Law School. She has taught at the University of Houston Law Center, University of Texas School of Law, University of Michigan School of Law and the University of Pennsylvania School of Law. Since 1995, she has been the Leo Gottlieb Professor of Law at Harvard Law School. Elizabeth is the proud mother of two, Amy and Alexander, and has been married to her soulmate and best friend Bruce Mann for 31 years. Together they enjoy spending time with their three grandchildren and their much loved nieces and nephews. Following the signing of the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act, Providing the creation of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, she was named assistant to the president and special advisor to the Secretary of the Treasury. Two jobs and one paycheck, she teases. As special advisor, she was responsible for starting up the newly created Consumer Bureau, using her time with Oklahoma's community bankers and military families to help shape the Bureau's direction. Elizabeth Warren has held many titles, professor, best-selling author, special advisor, and assistant to the president. However, today, the title that gives her the most sense of pride is simply that of Gabby.
0: Amy Klobuchar is a Democrat for president in 2020. Can she take down Trump? According to Politifact.com, she has won three U.S. Senate elections by wide margins in the politically competitive state of Minnesota. She is running for the presidency in 2020 by positioning herself as and ideologically and rhetorically more moderate more moderate than most other members of the large candidate field. The next one up is Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer is also a candidate for president of the United States. He was born on June 27, 1957 in New York City. His mother was a teacher and his father was a partner at the law firm Sullivan and Cromwell. Steyer has two brothers. One is a lawyer while another is a professor at Stanford University who founded Common Sense Media. That's an interesting fact. Andrew Yang was born in, in, excuse me, in 1975 in New York City. Biography.com says, quote, "Andrew Yang is a businessman, lawyer, and philanthropist whose entrepreneurial en- endeavors led him to found the nonprofit Ventures for America, VFA, which connects young professions, which connects young professionals to innovate companies in economically challenged cities." He is also a Democrat candidate for President of the United States. And last but not least, Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg was born on February 14, 1942. He is an American politician, businessman, and author. Bloomberg served as the mayor of New York City from 2002 to 2013, and he is currently running for president in 2020. Will Bloomberg win the nomination for president in July? Who knows? Because we can only speculate at this time. All right, coming up next are the wins and results. Stay with us on this very special episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. When we see you enter through our doors, we don't see who you're against or for. Whether tomorrow will be light or dark, all we see in you is a spark. We see your spark in each nod, each smile. We see sparks in every aisle. We see you find a hidden gem and buying diapers at 3 a.m. We see your kindness and humanity. The strength of each community. We've seen more sparks than we can say. About 20 million just yesterday, the more we look, the more we find the sparks that make America shine. And joining me now, right now, is my uncle uh, who has come back on the show to discuss this very uh, essential and almost exciting day—the Iowa caucuses. Thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. So, uh, based on recent polling data that we've seen, uh, and just the information that we have here, who do you think will win the Iowa caucuses tonight?
3: Honestly, I haven't even seen the recent polls. Who's right? Who's who are they projecting to win right now? Uh,
0: Bernie right now is at the top.
3: Oh, okay. That's I not
0: surprising. Yeah, <laughs> I believe uh, you have Bernie. Then you have Biden. Then you have Warren, and then Buttigieg. And mm-hmm. then it follows.
3: Well, uh, Bernie will probably take Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie will probably take Iowa, and that's going to probably get some people riled up. Like, oh, he won Iowa. Usually yeah. What what Iowa does is kind of like it. It almost kind of tells who's going to basically going to going to win for the. Uh, the the Democratic Party or whoever party who's uh, going to run or they're picking a candidate for.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but I don't I don't think that happens. I think Bernie probably will end up taking Iowa, but he still won't get the nomination at the end of the day. Yeah. So we
0: have here uh, Pete Buttigieg. Here's the sound clip.
4: to the Iowa democratic Party, and thank you to the honorees being a... um are you sure that Pete
0: Buttigieg could win tonight or are you a bit like a bit of doubt uh
3: honestly i won't be pete won uh mm-hmm. i think Pete is uh connecting with some of these these folks especially like young folks uh he's tapping into some of these uh-huh. uh uh some groups as you know he's part of the l b g t q community as well. Um Yeah. He's talking a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of those groups and things like to hear. Um, and I don't think he's talking uh-huh. the irrational uh by any means. Yeah. Um so yeah, I like I like Pete honestly as the uh as the mm-hmm. underdog in the in this whole uh Democrat nomination uh process as that plays out. I do like him as the underdog. Many people are
0: talking about Joe Biden, uh and Joe Biden said on Twitter last night, he said, quote we can beat Donald Trump, we can unite this country, we can restore the soul of this nation, it all begins tomorrow night. This, end quote. Do you think Joe Biden could
3: uh, beat Trump in 2020? Oh yeah. Or, or, oh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I think a few a few of the guys, I mean, I think he can beat uh, uh-huh. Trump. I think I think Pete can beat Trump. Um, I think Elizabeth can beat Trump. Um, I think Yang mm-hmm. can beat Trump. The issue is the narratives that are going to be sp- be spun on uh people like pete and people like elizabeth and and yang mm-hmm. um trump will try to use certain things to his advantage uh with those guys but uh i don't think i don't think trump can can mess with joe biden yeah
0: who do you think will drop out of the race like tonight after the caucuses or like later on before the nomination in july
3: uh if it was anyone it might be yang Mm. It might be. It might be. Gang. I'm not. I, it just it depends on how he, how his numbers look at the end of the night. Yeah.
0: So uh, Jimmy Carter was the first uh, Democrat in 1972 to win uh, the Iowa caucuses. Um, if Pete does win the nomination in July, he would essentially and if he won against Trump, he'd essentially be the first openly gay president. Do you think. How do you think America would react to the first openly gay U.S. president?
3: Uh, I would say it would be a similar thing to the last election that we had between um, Trump and Hillary. As you know, Hillary Mm -hmm. won the popular vote. She won it. Majority of the Mm -hmm. Americans wanted Hillary. I think it would be the same way. I think majority of the Americans aren't going to have a problem. Um, him being openly gay, I know for a fact hmm. it's a group of people that are going to be ecstatic. I mean, they're going to be jumping up and down. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, but of course, at the same token, there are going to be some people who aren't gonna aren't gonna like that, and I, they're probably going to be Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, minus the Trump supporters, I think I think America would, would, would open that with open arms. Yeah.
0: All right. So my last question here is, uh, how do you think, uh, so you have Amy Klobuchar and you have Elizabeth Bourne. Those are the two uh, female candidates in the race. How do you think America <laughs> would react to the first uh, female president?
3: Uh, I honestly don't think America is going to nom- have a, a female president. And I only say mm-hmm. that because of what they did with Hillary Clinton. Um Yeah. As far as I mean yeah Hillary did win the, the popular vote, she did. Um but in places where the electoral college where those those things mean mean a little bit more, I don't think those places are actually gonna give her enough votes where she can actually win the electoral college for that state. Uh, mm-hmm. so I I think I think forty forty to forty five percent of Americans wouldn't mind a female president. Um but I do think majority of the of the world, uh, especially men, um They're not ready to have -hmm. a a female in charge, which is sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Once again, my uncle coming
3: back on the show.
0: Thank you for coming back on the show.
3: Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. Have a good night.
0: All right. All right. Thank you.
3: Bye. This is live
0: coverage once again on the Jeremiah Patterson Show. We have breaking news. The Iowa caucuses right now are too early to call. I repeat, the Iowa Democratic caucuses right now are too early to call. We'll be right back. All right, this is live reporting at approximately 10.54 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we do not currently have uh, results right now, and we are still awaiting results uh, right now for the 2020 Iowa caucuses. There will be an update uh, momentarily. We have an update still in the delay of uh, votes here, still in delay of results. Uh, we do now know, according to the AP, the Associated Press, uh, "Quote The Iowa Democratic Party said Monday night that results from the state's first-in-the-nation caucuses were delayed due to, quote, quality checks and new reporting rules, an embarrassing complication that added a new layer of doubt to an already uncertain presidential primary season. The party said the problem was not a result of a, quote, hack or an intrusion, uh, we do not know when the results will come in, but I'm getting ready to go to bed. Um, once again, we do not know when the results will come in. Um, hopefully, they come in uh, expeditiously uh, very soon. Uh, but once again, we are not sure, but I'll keep you updated momentarily or tomorrow morning. <music> Welcome back to the Jeremiah Patterson Show. As we await for uh, results in Iowa, which may not come tonight, we're going to listen in to Bernie Sanders here.
2: message to wall street and the insurance companies and the drug companies and the fossil fuel industry and the military industrial complex and the prison industrial complex our message to them is change is coming the doors here in Iowa, we're doing it in New Hampshire, so let me conclude by thanking our great staff, our volunteers here in Iowa, and now it is on to New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina, California.
0: And onward to victory. Thank you all very much. We are just listening to Bernie Sanders here. Once again, a 2020 Democrat for President of the United States. We'll be right back. Tonight, we stop and smell the paprika. We break bread with our favorite people and break out of our food ruts. To us, healthy means connecting with our food through every chop, dice, season, and sear. And knowing exactly what goes into each meal. All from the comfort of home. With Blue Apron, skip the stress of meal planning and just enjoy living a healthy lifestyle. Visit blueapron.com for more. Blue Apron, feed your soul. All right, TJPS listeners, we are actively listening to Elizabeth Warren give her speech, and we're now tuning in to hear, uh, as well as more people to judge. Here we go.
4: Just started talking. Because tonight, an improbable hope became an undeniable reality. all said and done, Iowa, you have shocked the nation. year ago, it was in the deep freeze of an Iowa January where we began this unlikely journey to win the American presidency. We weren't well known, but we had a new idea. The idea that at this moment, when Washington has never felt further from our everyday lives, a middle class mayor from the American Midwest could carry the voices of the American people all the way to the American capital and make sure they're actually heard we had the belief that in the face of exhaustion and cynicism and division in spite of every trampled norm and every poisonous tweet that a rising majority of Americans was hungry for action and ready for new answers. We can see an American majority yearning for leadership to rally us together behind bold ideas to make a difference in our lives. We saw that Americans were ready to come together, but our politics were not. And to seize this moment, we needed a new path forward, a path that welcomed people instead of pushing them away, brought them together instead of driving them apart, because this is our best and maybe our last shot. We knew that with this American majority, we are on the cusp of changing the game for ordinary Americans. that we could not win or govern if we wrote people off who didn't agree with us 100% of the time, but that if we could come together, the future that we know is possible would start on January 21st, 2021.
0: And with that, we'll take our next break. Stay with us here on the Jeremiah Patterson Show for our special coverage on the Iowa caucuses 2020. Good morning, everyone. I'm Jeremiah Patterson. There are still no results today. We will break that coverage when it does, but the State of the Union tonight is tonight. We'll have special coverage on Saturday uh, discussing President Trump's State of the Union, but however, we will get to you when the results do break in the Iowa caucuses for that results. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. Have a great day, and remember to stay positive and inspired throughout this very busy week in America.